Hey there, friend. Listen, I want to invite you to join me for an upcoming presentation I'm offering called How to Shift from Willpower to Want Power. If you're tired of feeling like you have the best of intentions with food and weight, only to have it all fall by the wayside by the time your head hits the pillow at night, then this is for you. If you're interested in making permanent weight loss easier and less of a struggle, then this is for you. If you're curious what want power is, which you probably should be, and can't wait to learn how to incorporate it into your journey toward peace and freedom around food, then this is for you. I'll be presenting live twice on Wednesday, May 1st, 2024, at both noon and 7.30 p.m. Central Time Zone. I'll answer your questions live and we'll have a really good time together. But if you can't make either of those days, I'm not going to make you get a replay emailed into your inbox only for it to get lost and never be watched no matter how deeply you want to make time to go through it. Because I mean, honestly, who are we kidding? (laughs) We've all done this, including me. No, instead, we are offering multiple watch parties for several days after the live presentation. So come watch the replay with other doctors and interact in the chat with them and my team. So either way, whether you come live or to a watch party, it will be worth your time for sure. All you have to do is register at katrinaubellmd.com forward slash want power. That's katrinaubellmd.com forward slash w-a-n-t-p-o-w-e-r. See you there. You are listening to the Weight Loss for Busy Physicians podcast with Katrina Ubell, MD, episode number 227. Welcome to the Weight Loss for Busy Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Master Certified Life and Weight Loss Coach, Katrina Ubell, MD. This is the podcast where busy doctors like you come to learn how to lose weight for the last time by harnessing the power of your mind. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating and exhaustion and move into freedom around food, you're in the right place. Welcome, 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 my friend. Back to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. This is going to be a super, super fun episode. I can't wait to share my lovely friend, Judith Catan with you. She is an amazing, amazing style coach, but also a lawyer. And she's actually transitioning out of being a lawyer to doing style coaching full-time because that's how amazing she is. And that's how good she is at style. (laughs) So she took a little detour along the way by becoming a lawyer for many years, but she'll tell you more about that in our conversation. It was super, super fun. Before we get to that though, I want to just share with you something really exciting. And that is that I am in my new office recording this right now. (laughs) So just last night, I got everything set up. I still have some organizing to do and some putting away of things, but it makes me so happy to be here. It might be a little echoey. I need to get like a rug and some softer things up here, but I just couldn't be happier to be up here. It's just made my day. I'm so happy. I'm just like giddy with excitement. So so for those of you who are able to get onto Zoom calls with me, you're going to be able to see my gorgeous new background and it's just a delight. It's so great. Yay. So anyway, just wanted to share that. It's been a long, painful process. It's a bit of a labor of love. It kind of reminds me of delivering a child. (laughs) It was painful at times, but totally worth it in the end. So anyway, just wanted to share that great news. So my friend Judith, we've been friends for five years. She is a a great friend of mine. And I have been wanting to share her with you for quite some time, but I wanted to make sure that she was in a place where she was ready to take on the onslaught of people who are going to want to work with her. So just be careful. I know you're gonna be like, Oh, I'm not going to. Oh, yeah, you are. (laughs) You're gonna want to just trust me. Just trust me. But she's got a really great free resource that she offers you at the end. It's amazing. You're gonna want it. And you know, this is just like, this is important stuff to talk about. Like it's, uh, it's easy for us to just think that clothes aren't important. And, you know, you may be wondering like, what are we talking? Are we talking about clothes? But not that I tricked you with a title, but I wanted you to listen. I didn't want you to be like, I'm not listening to that one. And what we're talking about is foundational undergarments and why they're important. And, you know, especially when you are 
in the process of weight loss, or you've gained weight, and maybe things don't fit properly, and how to know if they don't fit properly, and how to basically problem solve, you know, like diagnose what the issue is, and then come up with a solution so that your undergarments fit you properly. Why that's important, we dig into all kinds of deep stuff. and We just have a great time. So I can't wait to share my lovely friend Judith with you. She's so great. You're going to love her. She's super fun. I do want to let you know that there is a little bit of colorful language in there. So she cleaned it up. I did ask her, I was like, because I don't mind swearing at all, but I know some people do. And so I was like, could you maybe not swear a ton? But there is a little bit in there. So if that's something that bothers you, you might want to skip this one. But otherwise, it is a great episode. And she's just full of life and a lot of fun and not a size zero. And we're going to talk about why that's important too. So please enjoy my conversation with Judith and I'll talk to you next week. Judith, yay. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. This is super fun. Super, super fun. Okay. We've of course been talking for an hour already and, but we're really going to dig in. Cause I think as you were saying, we were just warming up the internet. So we're just like getting ready to have this really amazing conversation today about foundational undergarments and why that's important. But before we get into that, I would love it if you could introduce yourself and tell my listeners a little bit more about you. Yeah. My name's Judith Gatan. I am a style coach for curvy women And I like to think of curves in a very expansive way. I think because you're a woman, ergo, you have curves on your body. So welcome to the Curvy Club. I am, by training, I am a lawyer. I did defense work. So I represented insurance companies and government entities for about 10 years now. I'm going to be in my 11th year of practice. I also have a minor in fashion design. And I get to coach really amazing, badass women about their style and their thoughts about themselves and how to level up so that they can do their work in the world. So that's sort of me in a nutshell. (laughs) Yay. So good. Well, and you know, when we first met five years ago, you were kind of a little bit on the side helping some women with style, like just kind of for fun. And I think you were sometimes making dresses for people like bespoke kind of stuff. And it's been so fun just being friends with you over the last five years, seeing this all blossom and develop and you like really hitting your groove because I would actually, this is a little off subject, but I would love it if you would just explain a little bit about the journey that you took in, in going into law, because fashion has always really been your, like where your heart is. And I think it's important just because there's lots of people who end up doing things that isn't really where their heart is. And I think, I think it's like a little bit of a cautionary tale, but also I think that some people will really see themselves in it or maybe see other people that they know in it. And I think it's a good story. Yeah, no, I, I think it's important for like lady lawyers, lady doctors to talk to each other about their journey we sort of have a weird adage for people who do and like insurance defense work is like, how the hell did you end up here? <laughs> no one, no one plans for this. How the hell did you end up here? And everyone has a funny story. So I think it is good to have these conversations. I actually went to school originally to be a fashion designer. I loved it. I was in love with it. I just, it was my passion. And then I had a professor who told me that I was technically perfect, which for those of you who are type A's, that sounds like a lovely thing. But she also said, you're technically perfect, but you're really boring. No one's ever going to buy anything from you, which I think was well-intended at the time. But to my poor little 20-something-year-old brain, it was devastating. So <laughs> I decided, well, I'm really good at research. I'm really smart. I should be a lawyer. And I was super encouraged by my family who was very worried about me at the time. Yes, you should be a lawyer. You've always been good at those things. It'll come easy to you. It'll be easier, <laughs> which makes no sense whatsoever in retrospect. But it's a well, also, can we, can we just back up for a second? Because in your family, you're the first lawyer. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, I'm the first lawyer, the first person with a graduate degree, really the first to sort of go all the way through school. Like the first time through traditional routes, like, yeah, I'm the first. So, so they, they of course would be like, Ooh, you, you know, that sounds like a great idea. Yes. Our daughter, you know, she's or our sister, whoever she's going to be, yeah, uh, going to be a lawyer, you know, and, and I could see how they would fall into that thinking that that was, it's like instant success, right? Well, and it's like, not you'll just be success a for, yeah, it wasn't just success for me because I come from a Puerto Rican family. So it was like success for the whole family. 
Yeah. So if I Mm -hmm. do this, then everyone has arrived. (laughs) Right. Exactly. No pressure. No pressure. (laughs) Right. 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 (laughs) So you decide to go to law school. Yeah. I go go to law school. I, I take, I, it's so funny. This is like, this is sort of full circle was like my wake up call. Like something needs to change. So I go through law school. I stopped taking care of myself. And so many people who've gone through medical school, y'all understand this journey as well. I stopped taking care of myself. I put on weight. I think I gained like 60 pounds my first year of law school. I mean, I was just emotional eating and well eating to stay awake. (laughs) So there was a lot of that going on. It's so interesting. So when I took the bar exam, I actually studied and I was like in a cave. (laughs) So for three months, I studied from like 4 a.m. to the night because I only wanted to take it once. I swore to myself I would only take it one time. In the middle of this, I get horrible strep throat to where they want to hospitalize me. And I bargain with the doctor. (laughs) I'm like, please, please don't. (laughs) So I got a note, my prescription. I I have saved it somewhere where it says like no studying. (laughs) 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 Like that was the prescription that was handed to me, which is really funny. And then... I break my nose because I face plant into my own hand because I was staying up too late studying because I wasn't listening to doctor's orders and like full circle journey. I finally passed the bar. I have an interview. It's my first really major important job interview. And I go to put on my good black pants and they don't fit. And it was like this devastating moment where I looked around and I was like, Oh shit. I'm in trouble. (laughs) I'm in trouble. Had you just been kind of in denial at that point about the weight gain, do you think? Totally in denial, operating like a brain without a body, which is so many of my clients experience that. It's like, well, my brain is what matters. I'm so smart. I'm so smart. I'm so intelligent. Like, I don't really need to worry about that. That's not important, which is complete and utter caca. This is me trying not to curse. <laughs> Complete and utter caca. And I, but it took, it took like that moment where I was like, oh yeah, remember you have a body. Oh, remember like <laughs> you you have a belly and you have legs and you have breasts and we need to take care of the body that supports the brain that you house. Otherwise we can't do any of the stuff that you have set out to do. Right. And that was, oh, so what did you do? I started with a bra. Well, first I ran to Target to try and find pants. And then I ran to Lane Bryant to try to find pants. Yeah. Oh, geez. Okay. (laughs) Went to my interview. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Changed in the bathroom, you know, got to my interview, did not get that job. Thank God. What a mess that would have been. But anyway, then I realized like something had to change and I didn't have a whole lot of money at the time because obviously fresh out of law school student. So the important thing was to start with my bras and undies. Yeah. How did you know that that's what you needed? Because of your fashion background? Because of my fashion background, but I also, I think just from a practical standpoint and like sort of a logic standpoint, I knew that no matter what I purchased, even if it fit me, if I was super lumpy and bumpy underneath, it wouldn't Mm -hmm. look right. And I would just feel Mm -hmm. more like shit. Yeah, totally. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, just to, you know, I think it's just really important to you know, I mean, here's the thing. You're amazing no matter what size you are. But I do think that it's it's hard for people who struggled with their weight or maybe their bodies don't look exactly the way they'd like them to because there are plenty of thin women who still wish, you know, they didn't have excess skin or cellulite or, you know, flabby arms or whatever, right? It's not necessarily about, you know, where you are compared to the BMI or whatever. But I think so many people who are style experts, you know, stylists out there in the world, are rocking, a, you know, a traditionally attractive or, you know, what's traditionally considered attractive body. And when you don't identify with that for whatever reason, it can start to feel like that's not for people like me, or I don't get to feel that way. And, or like, even if you work with someone like that and they really help you, you're constantly comparing yourself to what that stylist looks like. And it can be a really miserable experience. And so one thing that I think is is so awesome about you is that you're like, literally, that doesn't matter at all. I mean, you're a woman who has a large chest size and you're like, yeah, and I'm rocking it every day. I know how, like you need a bra that fits people like <laughs> you need to do, you know, and I just think it, it just, it really says a lot. It kind of takes away a lot of the excuses that we have where we're just like, well, sure. If I look like her, I, you know, 
I'd, I'd look great all the time too, or I wouldn't have a problem shopping or I'd want to feel stylish, but because I don't, and whatever the laundry list of problems that we identify in ourselves and our bodies is we'd like, we don't think we deserve that. We don't know where to start. Like so many people say like, Oh, I just hate shopping, but yeah, well you hate shopping if you don't know how to properly find clothing that fits you. And as you said, it doesn't matter if it fits you. It's not going to look good if you don't have those foundational garments. So I just want to put that out there that I just think there's something to be said for someone who is not the traditional size zero stylist coming on and being like, look, it's so easy to find like great fitting items. Yeah. I just want to throat punch those people. <laughs> yeah. Right. I know. Like there are plenty of people who can't just go to the store or any other like mass market store and find things that fit. And even though we know we can go to tailors and, and we really should, and you know, all of that stuff to, to just make it fit right. For so many of us, it's like, that's a failure. Like we think the problem to be solved is the body, not getting the clothes to fit us as though like the clothes are good and we are bad. Well, and I think that is, to speak to a few of your points. Yeah. I, I think it's important for people to see that you, and, and it sees through me, not only just because of my size, because I am a size 20 and I, I love to tease my clients who are like really stuck on like, well, you know, beauty and elegance and style start at like size six. And I'm like, well, I'm a size 20. What do you make of that? And just see their brain break a little and just kind of giggle over it. Like, right. It's all rubbish. It's all made up. But I think the important part of seeing me in particular is not only am I curvy or fluffy or whatever, fill in the adjective, but I'm also, you know, a Latina. I'm also curly haired. I wear glasses. I can't see without them. So like I, I've been wearing them since I was four, right? All these things that are not traditionally considered beautiful or elegant or stylish. I have at least for, for some of my gals, I'm a woman who they can relate to on some level. And what I want all of them to hear, what I want all of your listeners to hear is really change your visual diet. A lot of you want to get stylish. You want to, you know, feel confident. You want to feel beautiful, elegant, fill in the adjective that resonates with you. But a lot of times you're following people that are so far removed from the way you look that it's actually not helpful. And what happens is what kicks in is what I call like rebellious resistance. So you're seeing an image of someone who doesn't look like you as a means of quote unquote motivation. But what happens is like you feel a little bit of shame. And as a result of that shame, you sort of engage in these little rebellious acts against yourself. So if you see someone and they're, you know, aspirationally thinner than you, instead of you being motivated to quote unquote, get thin yourself, you end up sort of eating more, eating off your plan dressing from be doing low key little rebellious sabotage acts because you're having this like resistance to the shame. And then as a result of that, you're rebelling, but it's, it doesn't serve you. So I would say like the first thing is really change your visual diet, find women who have the lumps and bumps that you have. Like if they're curvy, if they're short, if they've got your hair, they got a big butt, if their thighs are big, whatever, you know, Yes. Large chested, like find people who look like that, right? Yeah. Find people who look like that. Get like, we talk about, you know, coloring your plate in terms of getting all kinds of veggies and fruits. Same thing with your visual diet. So whatever you're following, change that shit up because it'll be so good for your brain to normalize what different bodies look like. So by the time you look at yourself in the mirror and you do that panty and that bra up level, you're not so unfamiliar to yourself that it's sort of a shock to the system. Because if you're only following, and I love my fellow stylists, don't get me wrong. I think they're lovely people. But if you're only following people that are super aspirational, the opposite of what you're intending might kick in. And that's just something to notice and be aware of. Yeah. I love that. I think, yeah, I think that that is so, so important. I recently had one of my master's live events and in the chat, you know, we're talking about whatever was going on. And in the chat, one of the women wrote that she's a dermatologist. So she pe sees people's real bodies all day, every day. And it's so helpful for her because she isn't constantly like her visual diet is what average people look like. And so for her, she isn't thinking like average people look like, you know, this total airbrushed model and, you know, on some ad or 
whatever on social that you're following or things like that. Like she's seeing actual real people. And I think it's actually really great to just recognize how much that helps you. You know, if you have that, if you have that opportunity to really just get a sense of like, you know what, most women have whatever the thing is that you have, you know, a belly pooch or whatever it is. And then you can stop telling yourself that that's wrong or that that's not okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we have so many ambitious, amazing women who have their sort of goal lists held hostage to, well, when I lose the weight, then I will. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Totally. And if we could just free you up and your body is not a problem to be solved, then what are you, what are you going to go do? Right. Exactly. But, and, you know, I think sometimes the distraction of the body is keeping us from recognizing that maybe we don't know what it is that we want to do. Right. We're like, I just want this to be over with. And it's like, great. What would you do if that were, you know, the weight struggle were over with? And they're like, I have no idea. I don't know what I would do. I have not just like not worry about my weight anymore. And there's something to be said for the piece that comes with that. But it's also nice to have something else that you're, you're wanting to do, right. Wanting to show up in a certain way, wanting to accomplish something maybe, or just maybe wanting to enjoy your life more because you just feel more comfortable being who you are and stopping thinking that the way for you to really be able to be comfortable in your life or really enjoy your life is to have a different body. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like if, if having a different body was not it, then what? And I think the question, like I seriously, if you can't answer the, then what, then that's where the work lies, not in trying to do something to your body. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So let's talk about foundational undergarments because they really, really are important. I feel like I remember watching an Oprah way back in the day where they had, I don't know, it was like the Nordstrom people or whatever came and fitted like everyone in the audience with a new bra. And, you know, there was like a woman who was like, I'm still wearing a nursing bra and my baby is eight years old or like something like that, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like they're all in and they were just kind of showcasing you know, just like how women, so many women don't, A, don't have a properly fitting bra. B, their bra is like just worn out or, you know, they need something new and they just don't, we don't pay attention to it. And what I, what I love about this is that like, yes, there might be certain people in your life who see you in, in this, these, you know, like bra and underwear or whatever else that you wear underneath your clothes, but like most people won't. And so the clothes that you wear on the outside are something that we'll talk about maybe on a different episode, but what you're wearing on the inside really is more for you. And I think that that's really, really important to get connected to how can I feel good? Like, I think a lot of people think, well, yeah, I don't really wear underwire bras because they're so uncomfortable. Well, isn't it also possible to find a really good supportive bra underwire or not that is comfortable? Like that needs to be the goal. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, this is like, I love to talk bras and undies, especially it's like one of the first things <laughs> so we good. do in style masterclass together, which sounds a little weird, but here's why, like in terms of like sort of a meta mindset reason, I also have an aunt who thinks it's really weird that I love to talk about this. So this is for you. This is for you, Thea, if you listen to it. So here's, what's so beautiful about starting with foundation garments. One, yes, you're the only person really who is going to see this regularly. Like this is just a secret between you and you that you share. And it's really amazing for your relationship with yourself to start with something as small as your bra or your panties to build that rapport with yourself. Because this is just for you. And even for my gals who go commando, again, just for you, right? This is just about you and you. So when we start from that place and we kind of think of it that way, then the excuse sort of is minimized that like, well, I'm the only one who sees it. Why does it really matter? Well, you matter the way you view yourself, the way you take care of yourself matters. And then we can sort of drop into feelings. And I think a lot of my brainy women who are badasses, who are work their butts off, they get to this place where their brain is a thing that only matters. So they stop paying attention to physical sensation in their body. So one of the ways to sort of bring the physical sensation back up is just to pay attention in just this sort of a little challenge for all of you who are listening. For the next week, I want you to pay attention to how your bra and your panties fit. Don't make any allowances for any little bits of discomfort. 
And <laughs> do this for a week and you will suddenly be very aware, not only of how ill-fitting your gar- undergarments probably are, but you'll also suddenly be aware of how ill-fitting your clothing is. And you'll look around and be like, oh my gosh, why am I running around like a hot mess? What is happening? But start with your bras and your undies. Notice when you're doing what I call like this little wiggle dance, if you're trying to like (laughs) suddenly like adjust your bra strap all day and you have this like little dance move you do to accommodate it without touching it, or you're trying to shove your bra band back down. Yeah, that's a whole little dance. If you're trying to like re-roll your panties over your belly roll, but do it like low key so people don't know you're reaching into your pants you got a problem, right? If you're trying to like slide out of a chair to unpick a wedgie without people noticing that you have a wedgie, like you got a fitting problem. So just spend some time becoming aware of like all these physical things that are going on. Just like you would pay attention to, you know, in terms of your hunger, is this physical hunger? Is this emotional hunger? I want you to do the same with your clothing. Is this a physical discomfort? So notice all those ill-fitting things. But then secondly, notice Is there some emotional discomfort that I'm also ignoring in terms of how I'm feeling about myself? Am I feeling frumpy? Am I feeling shame? Am I feeling guilt because I know I should invest, but I haven't? Am I like any fill in, insert negative emotion, right? Start to pay attention to feeling in a sort of expansive way, just like with hunger. I want you to do that with your clothes. Is there physical discomfort? Is there emotional discomfort? Is it a matter of me just changing my panties and my bra or do I need to sort out some thoughts I'm having about myself? And a great way to bring up those thoughts is to suddenly become aware of all these physical discomforts that you've been ignoring. I love that. Yeah, that's so good. You know what I, What actually just came to mind and I wonder what you think about this. I was thinking about how so many women wear ill-fitting bra. So their breasts are like saggy, droopy, right? And I wonder... Like when you get a properly fitted bra, your breasts are like usually like more lifted and, you know, it's just a different shape. And I wonder if you, what you think about, like, do some women on purpose, whether, I mean, and by on purpose, I mean, maybe consciously, but also could be just more to subconsciously kind of choose an iller, ill-fitting, iller, is that a word? <laughs> Less <laughs> well-fitting bra in order to minimize attention to their bodies. Kind of like, you know, if I get a properly fitted bra, then, then you know, the way my clothes fit, maybe that's like, I'll draw a little more attention to myself and I'll like that. And so like the frumpier I look, the less likely I'm, I am to get that attention I don't want. Yeah. Oh, it happens a lot. Especially let's say if you developed early, like I was probably, (laughs) I feel like I never was like a B cup or C cup. I went from like (laughs) training bra to a D cup. That's what it felt like. Obviously that's not true, but to my remembering self, that's what it felt like. So for a lot of my, you know, ladies who are heavy chested or developed early, you'll sort of notice there's this body language of hunching forward as if you could sort of shrink your breasts by moving them to your back, (laughs) which doesn't actually happen. But you feel that sort of slumping. Can I, can I press myself inward enough to sort of shrink myself? And the opposite actually is what happens is your trestle will actually appear larger number one, but it doesn't deter the male gaze. It doesn't deter people who are lecherous. So we have to sort of remember the way it works, right? Our actions cannot prevent someone from taking any action as much as we wish that were the case. So trying to shrink ourselves, you sort of metaphorically and physically to avoid attention, it's never going to work. It's not successful. I've had people say really, really lecherous, gross things to me when I was in my jammies, <laughs> like wearing a minimizer bra. So it, it's not a good deterrent. Now I want to acknowledge it though, as completely valid And when you develop those coping skills, because let's say you've had some sort of trauma occur, or when you were younger, that was the best coping skill you had. I I love you. I want to acknowledge it and validate it. I see you, but you're a grown up now. And we have so many better tools that we can offer you rather than you trying to shrink and, and play small physically and metaphorically. We can find you a minimizer bra that fits beautifully. We can sure ensure that, you know, maybe you don't want to show cleavage, but you don't have to. It's not a requirement just because you're wearing a good fitting bra. So a lot of the things that we think will happen as a result of, you know, wearing good foundation garments that actually fit, I think we should call up all those fears 
totally like look at them, understand them, but then kind of question the veracity of them one by one by one by one. Yeah. I think that, that, yeah, I just, I think that that is why a lot of people, a lot of women end up not having proper fitting bras, you know, it's just like, Ooh, but then when I do that, you know, then, then I look this certain way, or it could be then like, Oh, but if I do that, then like all my V-necks, you know, are like too deeply cut. Well, but then we just need some like, right. Then we have to adjust what we're wearing, not settle for the ill-fitting bra. Exactly. And I think too, it's sort of, I think there's sort of, you know, the fear for other people's responses to our bodies, which is normal and natural. I know people who are going through the weight loss process often fear like, well, people are going to notice, what are they going to say? So this happens a lot when you're like up level your bras. I think the statistic is like 85% of women are wearing the wrong bra size. I think it's a little bit of like attempting to hide, but I also think there's some drama about the sizes. So what does it mean to be this band size? That's too big. Well, what's too big? Well, somebody told me that was too big. Or I heard this rap song in the 90s and I'm supposed to have a 36. <laughs> and I'm actually a 40, right? <laughs> like there's these, all these thoughts. Oh, that cup size is too big. Or there's no way I could be that cup size. I hear that a lot. So I had a client you know, yesterday. She swore she was a B cup. She swore she was a B cup. And I'm like, I don't think you're a B cup. I'm looking at you. Pretty much tell you're not a B cup. I'm a B cup. I'm B. All right. Well, let's measure, and I'll try different calculators. And if I'm wrong, not a problem. But I, I don't think I am. <laughs> so sure enough, she ends up being a D cup, and you know she's comfortable enough to take off her shirt and show me. And I'm like, does this happen? You know, are you having like a rolling cup? Yes. Is your strap falling off? Yes. Are you having to shove your breast back into the cup at the end of the day? Yes. That bra is too small for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, but you're right though. Like with the sizing, I mean, it's, you know, similar with our clothing sizes, like we, we have this whole like mental mind game. So many of us about like what the size is. And I think that that that's like an undoing, right. Like a reeducating yourself of like, literally, like, I just love what you say, right. Like the, the clothes are auditioning for us. Like the bras are auditioning for you. They're like, am I the right one? Am I going to support you the way you want to be supported rather than, you know, us going like, I've got to, you know, stuff my body into this, you know, bra that I've decided is the correct size. Yeah. And I think that's like a huge game changer is like, once you really wrap your arms around the idea, like, okay, I'm the leading lady in this movie, all the clothes are auditioning for me. Then just some clothes are not going to fit the bill. Like they didn't meet the character's requirements, right? They didn't meet your fitting requirements. We want things to fit flush against your skin. Nothing should be digging into you to the point of pain. This whole idea that beauty is pain is utter nonsense. So we don't want your straps digging into your shoulders. We don't want your boobs popping out the bottom of the cup. Like none of that should be occurring. That's just a sign that this cast member needs to be recast. Yeah. I love that. Right. It's just like, you know what it really is, is like, it's like just taking all the drama out. It's like, this one just doesn't fit. That doesn't mean anything about you, but we're like, no, it does, you know, because of whatever, you know, way that we were shamed or like you said, like the song that we heard or like, you know, for me, it was probably like, you know, in 17 magazine, I probably read something when I was 14 about bra sizes or something. And then here I am 45 and it's still like sticking in my head. Oh, totally. A hundred percent. Or like, you know, like your formative years, like who did you admire? What was their breast size? Like that's going to all factor in. Like, it's just it, it, the stories I hear from women, like the stuff we hold on to. It's so interesting when we start to talking about bras and panties and I'll have clients sometimes burst into tears and they're like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know. I, I haven't remembered this in decades. I don't know why it's coming up now. And I'm like, this is all connected. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a bigger deal than you think. Now, what about, there are plenty of women who are like, well, first of all, maybe there's women who just, who don't know that like going and getting an actual bra fitting and working with someone who's like certified to do that can be super helpful. Like Nordstrom, all the Nordstroms have people there who can do it. And then I think, you know, most communities, especially, you know, like at least moderate to larger size ones will have some sort of like lingerie store where, you know, like 
you can go and get a fitting too. And they have like normal, you know, normal, it's not like all like racy <laughs> lingerie necessarily, <laughs> but like an undergarment store for women. And, and that can be really good as well. I mean, just to share a story that's just, re- I'm remembering like, you know, when I got my first bra, I think my mom took me to Kmart or someplace and, you know, whatever little thing we got. Oh, did you get a play text or across my heart? <laughs> Oh my God. I think it was cross my heart (laughs) and it literally did not fit me like at all. Like literally just the cup shape was not the shape of my breasts, my developing breasts. Like, and so of course it was super uncomfortable and I didn't wear it. And I think, you know, I don't know how my mom got this idea or whatever. Somebody maybe told her to take me to this, you know, small little lingerie shop. And that was like the, it, honestly, it, I was so grateful, even as a young girl, I don't remember exactly how old I was, you know, it was like a little embarrassing, but then when they helped me to find something that actually fit me and was comfortable, I remember just being like, oh, okay. Cause I'd been like, oh my God, I have to wear this horrible bra for the rest of my life. Like, I, you know, like I I was sort of looking forward to the experience and and with that Kmart one, it was just the worst. And so it really is such a gift. That was just my introduction to like, if you really want to find the right bra for you, you need someone to help you. Now you're able to help people online though, right? Like you don't necessarily have to go anymore to the store. I mean, it's sort of like, I'm like the amount of breasts I've seen online. It's so fun, um, which sounds really dirty, but that's well, totally listen, how it happens, you know, right? a lot of our listeners have seen a lot of breasts too. Right. Hello. I, I feel like I'm part of this them. elite club. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, you, you all see them for a different reason than I do, but yeah, no, I, I definitely do virtual fittings and it sometimes takes a few rounds. And I, I want to encourage all of you, if you decide to start trying on bras and ordering them and figuring out what works for you and what doesn't work for you, it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. You might luck out and on the first try, you find a winner, winner, chicken dinner, but everybody's breasts are shaped so differently. And, you know, gravity does its work. If you've breastfed, it does its work. If you've lost weight, it's done its work. If you've lost weight, gained weight, lost weight, it's done its work. So I, I want all of you to just sort of allow it to be a process that could be fun if you go into the idea that this is just going to be amusing because you have no idea what the hell's going to work and not work, it's such a smoother process for yourself than thinking you have to find like the one like holy grail of bras. It's going to take maybe a few tries and it's a few different sizes, it's a few different cup shapes because not all cup shapes are created equal and they're not recommended for all breast shapes or types or sizes. And I can jump into the specifics of that <laughs> if you'd like, but just let this be an experiment. And then you can go into it that way and you'll have a much easier time than if you're trying to like force this into happening perfectly. Well, and the other thing too, that's important to note is that bras wear out, (laughs) right? So it might have nothing to do with your body. Like the bra wears out over time and then you still should be remeasured. Even if you're like, oh, this, you know, nothing's really changed. My weight hasn't changed. But like you said, right? Like the, the, your body might have changed. It might be a little different if it's the same, you know, go with the same size or whatever, that's fine. But so, you know, here's, so speaking to that, I feel like it's just like a slippery slope and you and I, I mean, you know, so here's what people need to know is that you are kind of my consultant, right? Like I'll, you know, order some things. And sometimes I just know, like, I like this and I'm keeping it, but then I'll like order some dress. I feel like it's always dresses. I'm like, what do we think about this? Is this good? What do I do here? Like I need help. But I feel like if we've also, well, we definitely have had multiple lengthy underwear conversations. <laughs> and so what I feel like happens though with underwear is like, you're in a really good place for a while. So same bras and panties, like you're in a good place for a while. And then, and then it's like this gradual slippery slope where you're like, oh, maybe these are just riding around or like, you know, I'm getting a wedgie just because like, it's just these jeans that I'm wearing or like, it's just when I wear these ones with this thing that I have a problem. And it's so, it can be such a slow, gradual progression that you don't notice for a really long time that like your underwear are wearing out and you need to go buy some new ones. So, so by the time you realize you're like, oh my gosh, like, what am I even doing? You know, these are like completely like trashed. I'm embarrassed. Like if, you know, someone wheeled me, God forbid, into the trauma bay, I'd be embarrassed for somebody to see this. So, so what is like, do you have sort of a a timeline? Like every year you should be at least like reevaluating, like what, what are your recommendations on how to not let it get so bad? 
Yeah. I mean, I had a client once who was like, I'm good for underwear. I'm good for underwear. I'm like, Hmm. Okay. I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't believe you. I don't believe anything you say, but okay. You, 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 you love it. I like, you know, you like it. I love it. So yeah. she gets on our call and she's like, I have to show you something. I was like, okay. So she undoes her pants and she sh- like lifts up her shirt and there's this giant hole in her panties where like they just rip. So there's like this little thread of elastic, all this belly. And then like what's left of the panty. And we were dying oh. laughing. She's like, I think it's time. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's time. It's time. So, so here's some things to kind of look about, look for. Actually, I want to sort of talk about how this works and why this happens. So for anyone who's ever had like a, a ball of rubber bands and you just keep adding the rubber bands, you keep adding the rubber bands and then it gets old and it gets brittle and they start to break and they're not actually, they're, they're sort of elasticized qualities go away and it's just nasty and kind of gross. That's what happens to elastic, elastic ages. That's what's in your panties. <laughs> that is what is in your bra. It will age. It will grow brittle. And the more you warm up fibers like elastic or anything stretchy, sort of think about them like loosening and getting slack. So that's why sometimes you wear a pair of jeans that feel great in the morning and by the afternoon they're falling off your butt and you have like no idea what's happened. The elastic has warmed up. So with your panties, with your bra, if you're wearing the same bra every day, you're actually ruining the structure of it, because you're never allowing that elastic to go back into place. If you have underwear that's several years old, and let's say you've gained weight, lost weight, and you stretch that elastic over time, it's it's gotten old. It wears out. Nothing is wrong with your body. It just means your undies are old. <laughs> and that's <Right>. okay. <laughs> it's like you wouldn't force yourself to eat like moldy food. Right. right. <laughs> it's like they're old. They need to go away now. Right. Yeah. We wouldn't eat strawberries that are covered in mold. Like that would be a little weird and a little gross. Like, why are we doing this with our with our panties? The other thing I would say, which is sort of funny about panties, is like there's this big movement towards moisture wicking panties, which may not always work for everyone because they get a little funky. Again, maybe it's not your body producing the odor. You just need to wash these types of underwear a different way. Okay. So you may like, if you like that kind of underwear, but you're not liking the funk or, you know, the washability or whatever, you just need to figure out a different way of laundering. Right. And sometimes like your panties just don't match the garment you're wearing. Again, that doesn't mean anything's wrong with your body, but maybe we don't wear super thin, thin, you know, panties under a pair of jeans if they're going to get moved around and you're going to end up with a wedgie at the end of the day. Maybe wear something with a little more structure, or if we're going to be wearing a dress that is a little more form-fitting, maybe we don't wear, you know, the giant panties that are a little too tight around our butt that's going to show through, Mm. like, we just mm-hmm. change our panties. We don't do anything yeah, to our body. Yeah. Well, what I feel like this is reminding me of is just like, there's just like a lack of education for so many women, me included. I mean, I feel like I'm still learning so much about like, you know, which underwear would be the good underwear to wear under those jeans, you know, and like, and then more specifically for you, I mean, there may be a little bit more like blanket recommendations, but you have to figure out for your body type, for the look you're going for your, you know, style, whatever, like, what, what is actually going to work for you? And then you choose your underwear based on, you know, what you're going to wear for the day as well. And so, so, cause I feel like a lot of people think like, oh, that's just for people who are into fashion or that's for people who are like into that stuff or good with that stuff. You know, I don't really care. I'm low maintenance. Uh, this isn't a thing for me or whatever, but it, it should be a thing for you because you should educate yourself on, on how to properly you know, clothe and support yourself. Right. Well, and there's, and there's some practical concerns as I tell a lot of my clients who are, you know, sort of like, you know, staunch feminists or very brainy. And they're like, this is not important, but there are some health risks involved with wearing underwear that don't fit you. Right. Like you can get prone to yeast infections. If it's not, if it's too much moisture collection for some women who just, they cannot wear anything but cotton. Those are things we need to be conscious of. If you're postpartum, your lady parts may not have shifted back the way they once were. We need to accommodate for that. So we're not pinching any of your lady parts. And I'll just say that to be polite, like things move, things shift. It's actually really not good for you to wear things that are too tight. I've had, there's horror stories out there, especially for my people who love to wear Spanx or extra pairs of Spanx of incidents of like neuropathy around your belly area and losing feeling and having tingling sensations for weeks because you're wearing things that don't fit you. So there are some things we need to be conscious of 
and careful of and mindful of for practical reasons. And then on top of that, just for your basic self-esteem, it doesn't feel good to wear things that physically are uncomfortable. Yes. Right. I mean, just like plain and simple, right? Like there it is right there. Like you wouldn't let someone go around pinching you all day. Why do you allow that of your underwear? Yeah. So do you know one thing that I think that comes up for me, and I'm just going to, you know, admit this for everybody, is I, you and I, you know what I, like, you're not going to be surprised at what I'm going to say, because we've had this conversation, at least most of it. But like, if you are someone who has a little extra in the lower belly area, like wearing a boy short or wearing, you know, style or a bikini style underwear often creates like creasing and fold over and it's just not very comfortable. And so, you know, you're like, listen, you just need like a higher rise underwear. And so I'm like, yes, makes logical, complete sense. But then I see these things and they look so big (laughs) to me that I'm like, oh my God, like that is what grandmas wear. Like, I feel like it's kind of embarrassing. Now, I 100% recognize logically that this is a thought in my mind, (laughs) but it still feels like that's like not like, like you've given in if you have to wear underwear like that. (laughs) So help me. Okay. This comes up a lot. Like people are like, those are some granny ass panties. I will not wear those. So here's what I want to say, like never judge a book by its cover. So I want all of you not to like judge the fit of something or how it's going to look on your body by just looking at it because that's never an accurate assessment. It's just, it's just not. Well, I know that when it comes to clothes, I've seen like a dress on a, on a hanger and I'm like, that is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. And I put it on, I'm like, oh, how is this the same thing? So it's the same thing with underwear is what you're saying. It's the same thing with underwear. So a lot of us will see what we call quote unquote granny panties and just be shocked and horrified that someone would even suggest that we should wear such things. However, I've had, you know, had multiple clients now are like, we just need a higher rise. We need something with like a little bit of a front panel to get a little bit of control there. So you actually have some support, especially if you've lost weight or have loose skin or had a C-section or any kind of, you know, thing in that area. Like when I had my myomectomy, I needed a little bit more front panel support. So we want a little bit of that just for our own comfort sake, but I've had them put them on and they're like, oh, hello. I'm like, right. You suddenly feel like Betty Grable and you're walking around like with a little strut and you want to put high heels on and you're like, these are not your mama's granny panties. Something's different. (laughs) So don't judge a book by its cover. Like really try them on. It's okay if you have thoughts about them being granny panties and just, you know, maybe you'll have your Betty Grable moment too. It's totally okay. The other thing is they don't, they come in beautiful colors and that we'll just call them granny panties. Granny panties come in such beautiful colors and fabrics and prints now. It's not like we're buying a pack of like girdles at Kmart. That is not the situation anymore. <laughs> We all have way more means than that, more ability than that, way more resources. So just like, maybe we'll call them granny panties and we can own that, but put them on, put them on before you decide whether or not you're going to wear them. Okay. Okay. So another question. See, this is me getting like all technical with the Yeah, <laughs> no, talk stuff. to me. Let's do it. Okay. Like, but I feel like it's like, these are the things we need to know. So I have purchased... You know, like, cause then also the size, you know, you're like, well, I don't know. I guess, you know, this probably makes sense. You put them on to try them on. You're like, yeah, okay. I think these will work. Then you take, of course, take off the tags and everything and wear them. And then by the end of that day, you're like, oh, it's a hell no with these. Right. You know, it's like one of those things where you, you put on the shoe at first and you're like, oh, this is good. And by the end of the day, you're like, I will never wear these again. Like I just, you know, that, that didn't work. Do we just have to say that's like, part of the price of doing business. Like, it's just like, sometimes you're going to have spent, you know, whatever, 40 bucks on a pair of panties. They didn't work. You wore them once. Like, don't try, don't even try to salvage it. There's nothing to be done. Just move on. Yes. And I would also use that as an opportunity because that's a gold mine of information. So we will have gained a ton of information with those $40. So it would be money well spent if we stop before flinging them off. (laughs) (laughs) so right before you're about to fling them off and be like, get these suckers off me, like take a moment and evaluate what has gone wrong here. Is it, I'm suddenly have a wedgie and I need to pick something with a fuller booty. 
Is it that my thigh is now being cut off? So I need to have a higher cut thigh. Is it that they rolled when I bent forward? Is it that they were cutting in to me and I had to rub my belly at the end of the day? Is it that the crotch is actually not wide enough and I felt like my, my lips were being cut all day? Like this is a gold mine of information. So pause and find out what has gone wrong here so I know how to tweak my next purchase. Yeah. And I think that like for someone like me, it's like, but how would I even know? Like you look at, you know, all these underwear, you're like, how would I even know? But like, for someone who wants to do the, some people want it, want to go and do all the research themselves, but not everybody does. Some people are just like, I just, someone just freaking helped me find a pair of underwear that fits. Like that's exactly what you do. Right. Cause even if you, you know, the same thing, like what I just described happens, you're like, okay, tell me all of these things. Okay. Now I can help you to find, you know, some different options. Like it's, is like informed decision-making. Right. So like we sort of diagnose, like what, what happened? (laughs) What went wrong there? Where does it hurt? Where's your boo-boo, right? Like what is happening so that we can plan for the next, like what I sort of call garment pool. So the next time I shop for you for underwear, we're going to factor all of that in. You actually hate boy shorts. You don't like cheeky underwear. If you decide to wear a thong, we're going to have to find something with a wider crotch or a a higher rise. We're going to play until we sort out what brand works for you, what size you are in that brand. It's an ongoing experiment, but don't just fling them off. We want to pause and and take stock. Right. Okay. Well, that's, that's actually a really, really good point because yeah, I think I'm just like, well, maybe these would be better someday and I'll wear them with whatever. And then I forget what that is. And then I never wear them. And then I'm like, why the hell do I have these still in my drawer? And then it's just, you know, (laughs) you just try to ignore it. And then someday you go through and you're like, well, that was a waste, but it's not a waste if you actually get information from it. Yeah. It's not a waste. And we don't want to keep them. (laughs) This is the other thing. I find a lot of my clients accumulate underwear. It's like time traveling from all these different eras and decades and like (laughs) different body shapes and sizes in their life. So that is a great place to start. If you want to clean out your closet, if you want to sort of get rid of things and you know, you need to get free, you could start with your undie drawer and just sort of giggle at all the amazing things that you happen to find in there. Not every panty needs to be a period panty, not everything, you know, you don't need to keep those rainy day panties. Just we can have everything be good and fit you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes so much sense, right? It, yeah. I, I mean, I can, I, I totally can hear like what people's objections are. They're like, but I'm in scrubs every day. It doesn't really matter. I just want to, you know, I don't want to have to do like special, you know, wash for those things or whatever, but like there's solutions to all of this, right? There's, you know, maybe you're like, yeah, I am going to dry mine and they're going to wear out sooner. Well, that's fine. But then you need to buy, you make sure you buy new ones when that's required, which might be a little earlier than people who are drip drying all their stuff. Right. Or not like I tell my my clients who have that kind of drama, like, well, I don't want to have to do this and wash them all the time, blah, 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 right? I totally get it. Then just buy enough so that if you happen to not wash your clothes weekly and you're like getting to the bottom of the barrel, everything at the bottom of the barrel also fits you. Yeah. Right. 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 Like just, even if you are in your ill-fitting underwear, right. That doesn't have to indicate that it's time to do laundry. <laughs> right. Right. The panties at the way, way back that you know, damn well, you should not be wearing yet. That should not be your sign to do your laundry. Just saying. Right. <laughs> right. 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 And you know, it's a really good point. Like you were saying, like if you're wearing scrubs all day long, you can still feel really comfortable in a proper bra, a properly fitting bra and properly fitting underwear. Cause y'all know that one nurse who has like too tight a scrub so you can see her panties and you know, she's got a wedgie all day and everybody sort of winces when she walks by. Cause that shit looks super uncomfortable. You know, you the, see one. the third boob, you know, like, like hanging out. Yep. Exactly. Y'all know the one think of her. Mm-hmm. She's not comfortable. You know, she's not comfortable. Don't do that to yes. yourself. Right. And I think that's the, that is the thing that like you and I were just having this conversation the other day of like, in my mind, I still have this association between comfort and sort of like style or things fitting properly. Like this idea that like, if, if you really put a lot of effort into it, or even if it's like effortless, like, you know, but, but like you're up leveled, that discomfort is going to be involved in there somehow. And so I am doing my own personal work to like unravel that and, and divorce those two things from one another, because you know, as you're always saying, you can totally be just as comfortable, if not more comfortable wearing things that actually properly fit you. Yeah, because the goal is not to 
have some sort of contraption happening underneath your clothing that you're conscious of all day. The goal is actually to find things that fit you, set it and forget it. You should be able to put it on and forget about it. That's how this should, and I don't mean it should be you, but that's what we would ideally like to occur. But I think women are socialized to believe that beauty is pain, that to become beautiful, we have to go through some sort of torturous process. And that's supported by history, right? We have like feet binding. We have all kinds of body modification that happens. That's extremely painful. So yeah, we have historical like validation for this. Like ever wear a well-boned corset and faint? Like there are fainting couches for reasons. So we have all this, you know, history to back this up. We have this sort of thing that's passed down to us that like, if I was in pain and discomfort, daughter, so should you be. And it's going to take a lot of unlearning of a lot of that. Like beauty is not pain. Comfort and style are not opposites of each other. They're not mutually exclusive. You can be comfortable and feel good in the body you're in while liking what you see in the mirror. All of these are possible and we just sort of have to unlearn and relearn a whole new set of of parameters. I love it. Let's just talk about one more thing, just because (laughs) over the weekend you were sending me links. I just want to bring it up because I do think that it's something that people don't talk about that much. I feel like people need to know that this exists and that it's like a real thing. Because even if you're not, you know, plus size, even like no matter what, like you just might be like, you know, someone like me where like, I don't care if I was like cachectic, emaciated, like I think my my thighs would still touch when I walk. It's just like how it is. And so we were talking, I was telling you how Like, I really wish that like hose were back in because I don't want my thighs sticking together. Like, it's just gross when they're all like, I don't like that feeling. And then I don't wear dresses because, you know, or skirts because of that. And you're like, no, you just need like, what are they called? Slip shorts? Slip shorts, anti-chafing shorts. Yeah. And so I had tried those in the past and I had my objections to them and you were like, well, those didn't fit you then. (laughs) You see how like I try something and then I'm like, it didn't work. The end. (laughs) And you're like, no. So here's some other options. You know, you got to try different things. And of course, like I see the parallels. Like this is what I'm saying all the time when it comes to weight loss. Like, okay, that didn't work. Try something else. (laughs) So, so I just, first of all, want people to know that that exists. Cause I think there are a lot of women who are like, you know, maybe I would like to wear a comfortable dress, but I'm not comfortable underneath it. And I don't want like a loud swish swish. That sounds like, you know, corduroy going, you know, rubbing up against itself when I'm walking by, or you can see the lump and, you know, the, or the, 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 the seam tourniquet, you know, <laughs> like indentation or whatever in the clothes or things like that. And so can you speak to those kinds of shorts, why they're awesome when someone might want to wear them? Let's talk about chafing season in general. Like, hello, welcome, because chafing season is upon us. So it doesn't matter your actual weight or size. Women of all sizes and shapes, their thighs chafe, under their arms where their arms rub, their armpits chafe, underneath their boobs chafe. If you have any type of belly fat and a little bit of a hangover, you might experience some chafing. So hi, fellow human, welcome. This is totally normal, but I think we don't talk about it enough. So I feel like we should normalize like, oh, your ass chafes too? Hi, like this is all really <laughs> normal. Your thighs sweat, you know, the crack of your ass sweats. Welcome. So Welcome. I feel like we should talk about that more often. So I'm glad you brought it up. It's totally normal. And there's so many better options out there now than there used to be. A lot of times when you hear slip shorts, you think of those like rayon weird. Yeah, like bloomers practically. Bloomers, yeah. And they have that shh, shh. When you walk, yeah, that does not have to be the case anymore. A lot of times Spanx used to be sort of the only option or other brands that are similar to Spanx. And then they would be too tight around your thigh. So you'd have what Katrina was referring to as that tourniquet. So there are options that are non-shapewear that are specifically for the purpose of like chafing protection. So some options are if you live in the UK, Big Bloomer Company, they're fabulous, they're size inclusive. The Thigh Society is another really great option. 
A lot of women wear bike shorts. Here's why I'm not a fan of bike shorts. You have to make sure you clean them properly because if they are moisture wicking in the way that bike shorts are, those suckers will get funky with enough wears. So you want something that's breathable. You want something that is a flat elastic band. This is really important. So when you look at these, you want something that's going to lay flush against your skin, not pierce into your skin. And you want something that you can peel off and put back on with ease, which is why you want a pure slip short versus shapewear, because we've all had that dramatic moment where like, I'm going to get my Spanx back up and I'm sweaty. Sausage. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We we don't want that sensation necessarily. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No sausage casing, no having to powder yourself down so that you can roll your Spanx back up. Now, these are purely for anti-chafing. Yeah. Now, this just came to me because I'm just, as I'm thinking about this, Do you still wear underwear under these or those are your underwear? It's completely up to you. I like to wear underwear underneath them because I just would feel super awkward not wearing underwear, but that's a personal thing. A lot of my clients choose not to. Some of these slip shorts do come with a gusset. So you could just open things up and handle your business. Oh, right. You don't even need to pull them down. Yeah. That scares me though. I'm like, that's all fine and good until something happens. And now you are like walking around like you wet your pants. That's no good. <laughs> Not a particular fan, but I plenty of people are and their yeah. peace stream, Maybe I guess, the skill. runs perfectly. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. okay. <laughs> they're, they're gifted in the peace stream department. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So yeah, I think it's really good for people to know that because, you know, like I know for me, I'm like, I would love to wear a cute dress, but I want to be comfortable. And so how can I figure that out? And I think, I think when you don't know where to even look or you feel, you know, uncomfortable asking just like a salesperson or like, you know, you go to this you know department store or whatever, and the salesperson's like 19, you're like, I'm not going to ask her what the hell does she know about anything of this, of this sort. You know, it's just important to know where you can get that information from and get that help. Like, I think so much of what you're doing is just really actually educating women. You know, we live in this like very like emotional state around all of this, around our clothes. And you're just like, okay, listen, (laughs) like, let's just figure out what actually works for you. And then we can work on the emotional stuff as a separate issue. But I also want to just offer that, you know, when your underwear are like falling down all day or riding up your butt crack or, you know, your bra's just digging into you. We all know that like that bra that just like that wire is like up into your armpit all day, or like, it's just really bugging you. I do think that that can contribute to emotional eating or overeating, right? You're just like, I just want to feel good. I felt bad, even if it's kind of a low grade badness, but I felt uncomfortable all day. I just want to feel good. And so, you know, it's easy to look to food or maybe alcohol to do that. It's like, why don't we just do what we can to support ourselves and make it less likely that that's what we're going to want to do at night by making sure that we're feeling awesome all the time. No, I love that you brought that up because I have sort of what I call like bra flingers. My ladies who come home, (laughs) they like the first thing they cannot wait to get out of their bra. And it's like, they, it's like freedom. Right. And then they go eat something or then they go buffer with television or they go buffer on their phone. And it's like this first outlet of relief and release at the end of their day. And it may not even be that they had a particularly bad day. They've just been uncomfortable physically all day. And when you think that that's how you feel when you wear a bra, then you'll settle for that. You get a new bra and you're like, yeah, it's just as uncomfortable as the other one. I guess that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. And then maybe I just will resort to wearing sports bras that don't really fit. And then I have a uniboob. Like it it all makes sense, but kind of pay attention. Like maybe you don't have a bad day and maybe you don't really need to buffer. We just got to figure out what's causing you to buffer. And maybe it was the distraction of ill-fitting clothes that you've been messing with and were distracted by all damn day. Right. Right. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I just want to make sure that it's clear that the point of this conversation is not to, you know, give anybody listening the idea that like you're doing it wrong or it's embarrassing that you don't, you know, that whatever you're, underwear looks like or things like that. It's just more of an invitation to 
kind of, you know, build that relationship with yourself, like I always talk about, but doing it through how you dress yourself. There's so many different ways that we can be nice to ourselves and show ourselves kindness and love. And this is one of them that often really goes overlooked. So it's not like, I just want to make sure nobody's like, oh my God, now it's another thing I'm doing wrong. It's like, no, there's no right or wrong here. It's a choice. But just recognizing like you might not realize that you are actively choosing something that you don't want on a regular basis. Yeah, exactly. And I, I talk about these in sort of a tongue in cheek, like funny way, because I want to normalize it for everyone. And especially, I mean, we're talking to a group of doctors, y'all know how weird bodies are. They're weird. They're weird. We're all weird little creatures. We're all asymmetrical. We all have one arm longer than the other. We all kind of are funny and lumpy and bumpy. We're weird creatures and we sweat and we have, you know, we're, bodily fluids. We're weird. And if we could just really come from that place of that common denominator, like, oh, you too. Oh yeah, me too. And we normalize this for each other. Then we can decide from there whether or not we want to do something about it, but not from a place of shame or guilt or self-loathing, but from a place of like, okay, so if this is totally normal and this is not weird, this is my body doing its thing, then I could problem solve for it. I could leave it as is but from a place of love and kindness and self-compassion and understanding versus a place of like self-loathing, guilt, or shame. You don't have to do a damn thing. You don't have to wear undies if you don't want to. You don't have to wear a damn bra if you don't want to. Just kind of check in with your reasons. And that's what we're really inviting you into. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. I love that. Well, so you have a really, really awesome free guide that you wanted to offer everybody listening that it's, I love the name. It's called Bye Bye Janky Bras and Undies. <laughs> so you're definitely going to want to get this. And it's basically like a, like a diagnostic criteria. Like if you have this problem with your bra, this is what you need to be looking for. If this is the issue, you need this. And so for bras and underwear, it's cute and like funny, but also super, super helpful to actually you know, figure out what to do. Right. Cause so often we're like, yes, okay, I'm on board. I need something different, but I don't even know where to start. So this is a really great place. So what is the link that they should go to, to get bye bye janky bras and undies? <laughs> yeah. The link is judasgatoncom forward slash doctors. Okay. Perfect. Doctors with an, an S D O C T O R S. Hopefully if you're listening to this and you're a doctor, you know how to spell doctors. <laughs> I'm spelling it out. I'm so used to that. And it's J-U-D-I-T-H-G-A-T-O-N.com. And we'll have that linked in the show notes page and stuff as well. But you're going to for sure want this. I'm actually looking at it right now. I have it up on my screen and it's, yeah, it's awesome and super helpful. And you're just, you're just going to want it. (laughs) Trust me. So judithkatan.com forward slash doctors. Judith, such a pleasure. I love having you as my friend. And now I love having you as a guest to be able to help all of these amazing doctors and other listeners with their style issues. So thank you so much. No, thank you for having me. Thank you, friend. This was fun. This was super fun. It was super fun. Definitely. All right. Thank you. Ready to start making progress on your weight loss goals? For lots of free help, go to katrinaubellmd.com and click on free resources.